Service started. If you would stand and join us on page number 44, page number 44 this evening. They should all be familiar songs, so let's sing it out and praise to our Lord. Let's sing verse 1 in English, verse 1 in Korean, verse 3 in English, verse 3 in Korean. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing, O earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to His holy name. Like a shepherd, Jesus will guard His children in His arms. He him all day long. Praise Him, praise Him, in His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Chan Yan Hala, Bokwin Shin Guchu Yeyesu, Beg San Dula, Saranil Chan Hase, Yan Bei Hala, Hanale Chan Gukwan Chan Sa, Tune him up, young one of Dulise. Mochakachi, Uri real jiki shigo. Tune him up, man, no one on Chushini. Chanyan, Yalan, no pinching guance world chanyan. Chanyan, Chanyan, young one of Dulise. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Heavenly portals loud with hosannas ring. Jesus, Savior, reigneth forever and ever. Crown Him, crown Him, prophet and priest and king. Christ is coming over the world victorious. Power and on to Lord to the Lord belong. Praise Him, praise Him, tell of His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Verse 3, Korean. Chan Yan Hala Chan-yan-chan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-yan-
Psalms number 149 starts off by saying, Praise ye the Lord, sing praises unto his name. Psalms 149, actually it says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. No. No, I said Psalms. Shepion. <laughs> yeah. Psalm, that, that's what you get for not cueing the translator in ahead of time. Psalms 149, verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. When we consider what God has done, how can we not give Him the glory? Our next song says exactly that. Page number 46, To God be the glory, great things He hath done. We'll sing verse 1 and verse 2 in English, and then verses 2 and 3 in Korean. To God be the glory, great things He hath done, so loved He, he gave us His Son, who yielded His life and atonement for sin and no 
that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God. The vilest offender who truly Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He hath done. Everybody may be seated. Do we have any special prayer requests that we'd like to mention this evening? Okay. Our missionary of the week is Brother Dan Canavan in Ireland. 
Ireland and the UK and Europe is a very difficult missions field right now. They are what we would term post-Christian. And many people do not care to hear about the things of God. Let's pray especially for Brother Dan this week as he ministers in the country of Ireland. I did not look up the most up-to-date statistics, but a couple of years ago I heard that there was 10 to 15 churches a day closing across Europe. Let's pray for Brother Dan as he ministers in this difficult environment. Our college student of the week is Dong Kyung Nam. And our church worker of the week is um, Kim Samonim. I know that she would appreciate your prayers. Um, our Korean Independent Baptist Church of the Week is Emmanuel Baptist Church in Weejeonbu, Pastor Barry Hoffman. And then according to the bulletin, the church family of the week is my family, and I know that we would always appreciate your prayers. Please continue to pray for the Bible Translation Project. It will be a blessing when we have a Bible translation that is free from publishing houses. Does anybody else have any special prayer requests that they would like to mention this evening? Brother Jeff Clark, will you pray for us if you would remember some of the requests that have been mentioned? Yeah. I would like to encourage you after Brother Empson gets done with his message this evening, grab a partner or two and get together for just a few minutes after the service and spend a few minutes in prayer, praying over the requests on the sheet together as, as a body of Christ.
Our last song for tonight will be page number 52. I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains to rise. Let's sing verse 1 and verse um, 2 in English and then verse 1 and verse 3 in Korean. I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains rise, that spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. I sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule my day. The moon shines full at His command, and all the stars obey. I sing the goodness of the Lord that filled the earth with food. He formed the creatures with His word, and then pronounced them good. Lord, how your wonders are displayed Where'er I turn my eye If I survey the ground I tread Or gaze upon the sky Junim eguanun i paso Sanduli so shumya is going to come and open the Word of God this evening. Amen. I'm glad I'm preaching because it's hard to fall asleep when you're preaching. I drove four hours today and uh, many hours yesterday too, but uh, so I was encouraged by Brother Jeff's prayer as he prayed. Uh, it's important to be here on Wednesday night, amen. We're going to continue our series on the 12 apostles. And we'll turn, of course, in our Bibles to the book of Luke, 
chapter 6, and we'll read verses 12 through 16. And tonight, we're going to briefly look at uh, James and John. Well, Brother Kim, before I was a preacher, uh, I did construction work, and many Wednesday night service, I just made it in time to sit down in the back, and still I was covered in red clay and dirt, but I made it. I made it to Wednesday night service. I, we need that uh, power charge in the middle of the week, amen? And so I appreciate those that come out on Wednesday night. I, I understand some of you are battling traffic, maybe skip dinner to get here, and others can't even make it because of the traffic in Seoul, but you're following us on the internet. So thank you for joining us on Wednesday night. For, for those of you watching in other countries on the internet, you may not know this, but on Wednesday, if you want to make it to church, you have to allow yourself two or three hours with soul traffic uh, just to get to church. All right, so coming to Luke chapter 6, verse 12 through 16. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the zealot called Zealots, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the ability to come here for the freedom that we have in South Korea to open the word of God and to preach the gospel and to preach the word of God and to look at these 12 apostles and their example and, and how they were just men and just folks like us Lord regular folks but you use them mightily we pray here tonight Lord that we be challenged tonight by their lives by their testimony and that we also would live for you day in and day out and Lord may we get our batteries recharged here tonight uh, halfway through this work week and go on for you and be the salt and light you've called us to be. We thank you for your precious word of God. We thank you for each person that's here and those that couldn't make it because of traffic or work. Be with them. And Lord, we just pray that you would be magnified and each day we'd be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And day by day, we grow closer to you and uh, more like your son. In Jesus, holy and mighty name. Yes, in the name of the world, you don't have to die. 
And so James and John are brothers. James was the oldest and John was the younger. Both were a part of what we had termed the inner circle among the apostles. And their dad was a man named Zebedee. In Mark chapter 3, they're called the Sons of Thunder, and it could have been because of their uh, fire-like temper and the fact they wanted to call down fire on people. Oh, not on my notes, but I actually saw a ministry, and that was the name of their ministry. Sons of Thunder Ministry. I thought that's a strange name to choose for your ministry. Their mother, Salome, followed Christ even to the cross. And let's read there in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 6. And as she was one of the ladies, we'll see, who went to anoint the body of Christ with oils. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, this is Mark 16, Mark chapter 16, verse 1 through 6. The Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. They said among themselves, Who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Uh, again, not on my notes, but notice verse 6, that those three words in English. He is risen. You talk about an exciting thing in Salome here, the mother of James, was one of the first people to hear that phrase in this world. He is risen. They realized the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, He's a, a risen Savior. Amen. So this uh, mother of James, we find in Matthew 22, she requested that her sons uh, sit on each side of Christ in the kingdom. Uh, since we started in the book of Luke, let's just turn over to Luke chapter 5 and read just one verse, verse 10. 
And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. So they also were fishermen. <coughs> and so we're not going to take the time to turn there, but in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, if you're taking notes, uh, we find them there. It tells us they were mending their fishing nets. So they were fishermen, they were working men, and Christ called them from their job and put them into the ministry. Turn over in your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 9 and we'll read verses 52 through 56. Uh, we find James calling there. We'll read that there in Luke 9. But also we, we know it by the Bible that his ministry lasted about 17 years. So let's read Luke 9, 52 through 56. And sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, Wilt that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. You know, I, uh, get out of my notes. I, I've met a few people through the years who had this kind of idea, Sons of Thunder. And even I've probably been guilty of it myself as a young preacher of uh, wanting to call down fire and destroy people. But Christ is calling us to win them to him, to go out and seek the lost and the hurting sheep, not burn them up, but to seek them and help them meet the Savior so that they can have eternal life. And so they were ready to destroy the whole village and the Lord had to rebuke them and said, no, you know, that's not what we're about. We're not about destroying people. We're about restoring people. Amen. Let's look over at the book of Acts chapter 12 and we'll find James uh, during the persecution of the church in A.D. 42 or 43 uh, and Herod had James beheaded, had him beheaded. Has 
So coming to the book of Acts chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And so we, we have that written down in the Bible that he was martyred. And then there's a few other things that go along with that uh, historically. Now when we started the series on the 12 apostles, I gave a list of traditions or history about how uh, each of those 12 men died. And however, James is the only one that we actually find mention in the Bible about how his martyr, martyrdom actually happened. And so this is a fulfillment of prophecy Christ made when he told James and John, indeed, you will receive the baptism that I received, referring to the suffering they would experience for the sake of the gospel. You remember when their mother uh, said, you know, can my sons sit with you? And he said, can they, can you receive the baptism I receive? In other words, can you endure the suffering for the gospel? And so they did. So Christ prophesied about his death. And so Matthew chapter 20 verse 23 it says we know that James was murdered and John ends up on the Isle of Patmos if you're looking for the reference for the uh, for the baptism reference where they received the where Christ told them you indeed will receive the baptism and so we have a perfect example here of God's will being fulfilled uh, even when you and I may not understand it and we talk uh, you know we want to remember that fact that here's two brothers similar life similar ministry God allows one of them to be killed early he allows the other one to live a long life uh, and end up on the Isle of Patmos. We don't understand that, but we believe it and we, we trust God is sovereign and he's in control. And so many times in our life, we have a relative or somebody that dies suddenly and then others that live to be, you know, 100 years old. And we say, why did this one die and this one didn't? Well, we'll never know until eternity, but God's in control of all that. <laughs> And so we don't have to have every detail and everything explained point by point to us. We just have to rest in God's divine perfect will. 
인생을 살면서 이런 과정에서 자세한 걸 우리가 잘 모르죠. 왜 하는지 아시겠죠? 그러나 우리가 하나님의 주권적인 Let's turn while we're here, not far from the book of Acts, let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 5 and look at verse 40. And then we'll look at verse 41 and 42 as well. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing, notice that, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's just make no mistake here. If a government or a person or whoever ever commands you not to teach or preach about Jesus Christ, biblically you don't have to listen to them. This is why there's no problem with sneaking Bibles in North Korea, sneaking Bibles in Iran, Iraq. People do that every day. People in different parts of countries are doing that. Why? Throughout history. Because of the Bible, the Word of God. We have a command. And our commander is supreme and he rules over every other commander in this earth. We have a permit. I preached in the street when they said, do you have a permit? I said, I do. And I showed them this verse in Matthew 28. I said, here's my permit. Go into all the world. Amen. So we must preach the gospel. Let's turn back and read verse 29 in this same chapter, Acts 5:29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. See, in verse 28, they had commanded them not to speak and not to fill the city with that doctrine. But they said they must obey God rather than men. And so there's a legend that goes along with church history concerning James. And uh, I mentioned this just for your knowledge. It's not in the Bible. It can't be found, but it can rather be found in historical writings. And it's said, and it's passed down tradition, that one of James' accusers, uh, so they're at his, as he's about to be beheaded, uh, was impressed with the courage and the boldness that James that uh, rather James displayed, and so his accuser repented and was immediately taken in the chains near and James was put to death with him. <laughs> Let's 
세력 군대를 하게 되는 거죠. 이야기가 어떤 거냐면 야고보를 그 고발한 중에 한 명이 고발자 중에 한 명이 야고보가 이제 죽음을 두려워하지 않고 이렇게 복음 전하는 그런 용기와 담대함에 기쁜 도전을 받고 회개하고 회개했다고 합니다. 그래서 역시로 이제 야고보 곁에 결과 뒤에 함께 죽임을 당했다는 얘기가 있습니다. A man named Clement of Alexander around 191 AD wrote that James, so this tradition had been passed down, this man wrote it down. James made a statement, something like this. He said, I will gladly die for following the one I have loved all these years. And then it's reported that the accuser responded after hearing him saying, so James says, I gladly die, I'm willing to die. Then one of the men standing by the accuser says, what faith, what love, what devotion. I want to get saved also. And the other said, well, if you get saved, you know, you're going to be put to death with this, with this man. And they were both taken to the chopping block. And the accuser was asked if James, he asked James on the way, you know, would you forgive me? And James was supposed to smile back. And said, I love you and I forgive you, my brother. And the two were placed on the chopping block and had their head chopped off. Not on my notes, but we have to ask ourselves, and I'm including myself in this. Am I really, you know, if somebody coming here tonight, this is happening in parts of the world, they come into the church and they shoot up the whole church. And they tell some of the church people, you know, if you deny Christ, you can live. But if you if you say, I believe in Christ, then we're going to kill you. I hope that never happens to us. We never get put in that situation. But we have to examine ourselves and think about these things. Could I say, like this man, history tells us about, okay, chop my head off, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> That's happening in, in Africa. I just read about And so now let's talk about John a little bit. We finished with James and an amazing testimony that he had. And, uh, he was martyred there with his head chopped off. But now let's look at his brother, John. John, we know, is called the beloved disciple. He's known as the apostle of love. And uh, we would not have thought that, would we, when he was calling down fire. But John is the writer of five New Testament books. John sat next to Christ during the Last Supper. Uh, 
John 13, 23 says, Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Again, leaving my notes, Pastor Kim. Uh, I couldn't understand this. How could you know somebody lean on another person while they're eating? And when I was in America. You know why? Because I grew up in America. We sit at a table. <laughs> so, but at this time, they were more like a traditional Korean style. They had a small table, and they were kind of they would lean back as they ate and relax. And so, it's very easy when we eat at a traditional Korean restaurant to lean over and be very close to somebody else. So then, after coming to Asia, I realized, ah, that's the difference. Uh, again, another similar point. Uh, there's a place in the scriptures where it talks about a man, they opened up the roof and they let down his bed. It wasn't a king-size American mattress. It was more like a floor mat, like a Korean-style floor bed that they let down to the roof. <laughs> and so there's many things we can learn from Korean culture that's much closer to the uh, disciples and the apostles' culture when they were living with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so John refers to himself as whom Jesus loved. He was close to the Lord and he was often found sitting next to him. If you remember, it was John who was given the instructions as Christ hung on the cross there. One of those uh, seven statements that we talked about on the cross, it was this apostle John who was told by the Lord, care for my mother. Let's look at those verses. John 19, 26 and 27. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, remember that phrase, whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. And so this John is the same John we find in John 19:27 is the same writer of the book of John uh, he was put in charge of the care of Christ's earthly mother John chapter 20 
if you were to go there, uh, we don't have the time, if you were to go there and read the first eight verses or so, you would see John as one of the first to see the empty tomb. Let's look over at John chapter 21, verse 7. John 21, verse 7. We'll read a few verses out of this chapter. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. And so we saw that phrase again here in John 21, 7, whom Jesus loved. Then let's read John 21, 24, and 25. This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. And so, this apostle John, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote the book of John, and he is one of the, my favorite books, uh, and he teaches us about the deity of Christ, the divinity of Christ, the fact that Christ was God manifest in the flesh, uh, and so it's a great, important book of the Bible. Let's look at a few verses just on that subject of divinity. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. A few, I guess it was maybe a couple months ago, Pastor Elliot and I met with two Jehovah's Witnesses, and they had a big problem with John 1 1. And so if you're going to meet with a Jehovah's Witness, the first thing you have to do is you have to get them to agree which Bible to use. Until I'd say about the middle of the 1900s, they always used the King James Bible in America. About 1950s. At that time, the Jehovah's Witnesses they taught their people to take a black marker, no joke, take a black marker, and they would tell them what to black out in the King James Bible. (laughs) 
Then they got smarter in a bad way and decided they would make their own Bible and just change the Word of God. And so they invented the New World Translation. And in the New World Translation, they changed this verse we're about to read. Instead of saying, was God, they changed it to say, a God, little g, God. Let's read those three verses. First, uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Then let's drop down and read verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So this is a very important. Basically, there's two types of people the way the Bible is viewed. And those two are, am I going to let the Bible, the Word of God, change me? Or through my actions, or actually with my black pen, am I going to change the Bible? How about us? Maybe we don't take a black marker. But do we do things? We know the Bible said do exactly do not do this and we do it anyways yeah we do right we, we make mistakes we sin one of the good things about midweek prayer service we can come here we can confess that to our father he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness we can start afresh right now after this service you know, we give out here at Some Baptist Church the book of the little booklets, John and Romans. And uh, people do that all over the world. And so, if you have the book of John, you can know the deity of Christ. You can understand how to be born again. And it all goes back to John, who was the brother of James, just a couple of fishermen. God caused it, called them, put them into the ministry, and used them mightily for his glory. Yeah, 
And we're no different than James and John. Christ wants to use us in our job, in our apartment complex, in our daily lives to be a carrier of the gospel to those around us. Pastor Kim, will you pray for us?